FM. We have them in our archives. I'm sure they've been there over the years. And we want to encourage folks to donate if they're able. Go to mutinyradio.fm, donate there. There also is a Venmo. All one word, I believe. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, though, just to double check for sure. And also have a Patreon set up. Big thanks to all the support in the show over the years. And um, I don't update it too often. I'm not trying to, you know, talk down about myself. It's more just uh, there are folks who are really um, focused on putting their work out there. And I believe in the content. I believe in coming here every week and doing a show and sharing information with people. And as far as, you know, asking for support on the financial front, that's a little bit tricky for me, recognizing that there's so many other folks out there who really um, I want to just encourage to donate to other folks as well. So it's hard for me to ask for funds for myself. I do feel, though, if you're able to, please do give us a few bucks a month at patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. That helps you pay the dues here at the station. And we've lost a few... Uh, patrons over the over the few months. I know it's been difficult for a lot of folks, but if you're able to, a dollar a month would be super awesome. Patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. Also find me on Venmo. Roman dot dash armor. Yeah, that's it, I believe. That's it. Um, yeah, do the Patreon thing. Find me there. Cool. All right. Here's a song by Labi Mate from 1975. And we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back in a bit. Please do stay tuned.
Um, I feel like listening to music for the rest of the show, so I'm going to play some music. First up, though, I'm going to share some articles that folks can read or check out if you're interested. I'll provide the headlines, and if you'd like to do further reading, please do so. And these are ones that I was planning to read or wanted to, and I'm feeling, oh, actually, uh-huh, this is, um, I'm going to play it from KQED, Why Are So Many East Bay Pizza Shops Cooperatively Owned? So I'm just going to play it. Hey, that's great. I get to rest my voice, share what I wanted to, and here we go. Find this at KQED. This is by Kiana um, Mokadam, and it came out on May 21st. So I'm going to play this right now. Not sure how long it is. So, uh, from KQED. We'll, we'll see. Can you hear that? If you're one of those people who has stepped up your baking while sheltering in place, maybe experimenting with sourdough starter, you will know what it is. It's the sound of working with fresh dough. For listener Columbia Schaefer, her fascination with a certain kind of dough, pizza dough, prompted her to give us a call back in January. So I was wondering about all of the cooperative and employee-owned pizza places that I see in the Bay Area. Columbia was walking on Grand Avenue in Oakland one day when she noticed a new Zachary's Pizza Shop was opening. They were, you know, putting all the new paint on the doors and it said 100% employee-owned. And I was like, huh, Zachary's is employee-owned, Arismendi is employee-owned, Cheese Board, probably the most famous employee-owned. It just seemed like a really high percentage of all the pizza places I go eat at were, um, you know, cooperatives and employee-owned. That got her thinking. Why? pizza places are cooperatives and employee-owned when other businesses aren't. You know, I don't see sandwich shops or ramen shops or things like that. Today, we're tossing up a story about how this co-op pizza phenomenon began. Plus, we'll get a schooling on how these businesses work. I'm Olivia Allen Price. This is Bay Curious. Support for KQED comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at SierraNevada.com. To get to the bottom of Columbia's pizza question, Kiana Mogadam explores the world of employee ownership right here in the Bay Area. Pizza. Why pizza? Well, turns out there's a kind of simple answer to Columbia's question, and it all goes back to... Cheese board. The cheese board. Cheese board. The cheese board. It started off with the cheese board bakery, as you know, in Berkeley, and they've been around for 40-something years. That's Aja Green. She's an owner and baker at the Emeryville Arismendi location. They started their worker co-op, and then members of the cheese board wanted to expand the idea of, of worker cooperatives in the Bay Area. Okay, a little history for you. The Cheese Board opened in 1967 as a small cheese shop in Berkeley, California. Four years later, the shop transitioned to a worker-owned business, a cooperative, and they added fresh baked breads and pastries to their menu. The pizza? That came in 1985 when the bakers started playing with their extra dough, cheese, and vegetables from the marketplace next door. It was a hit. And with the success of Cheese Board and their democratically-run business model founded on the concept of community, others wanted in. In 1996, the Cheese Board helped found the Arizmendi Association of Cooperatives. They provided the business model, recipes, and financial backing, all with the goal of growing a cooperative network of bakeries throughout the Bay Area. There are a number of other pizza and bakery spots founded by Cheese Board alum and family, 
including Sliver Pizzeria and Diamond Slice. Today there are six Arizmendi locations. We all start off with the same model, but we all kind of change it a little bit, you know. The Emeryville location sits right on San Pablo Ave. Within just a few blocks, you've got Pixar Studios, a community center, a senior center, the Oaks Club, and multiple schools. It's a diverse community, and one the bakers keep in mind when they're setting their menu and their prices. Asia worked in restaurants for ages before she became a baker and owner at Arizmendi. I applied off an of add-on Craigslist, just like everybody else, and got in for a, a six-month trial. The trial is kind of like a tryout. You spend six months as a regular employee, building a relationship with the team. And then after six months, there's a vote. And the members either vote you in to become a full-time worker owner, where you're part of the profit share, or not. And once you're in, you're in, as an owner of that specific location. Otherwise, there's sometimes the option to stay on call as a temporary worker. Because we're owners, we control everything. We do payroll. We, we, so we, we're in charge of HR. You know, the person who's mopping the bathrooms with you also cuts your checks. And the person who helps you do pizza also designs all of our logos and things like that. And everyone takes part in making decisions. Here we have a monthly owners meeting and everyone's invited. First we talk about, how are you doing? And then we go on to say, okay, what's our agenda? What do we want to talk about? Do we want to change our prices or do we want to start doing um, colored hairnets, just anything that you want to talk about, we all make decisions on. It's all by general consensus. We talk about what it was like for you to come into this role to like be in an owner position compared to some of the like previous work that you've done in the past. What, what did that feel like? What did that look like for you and for your daily life? It's a huge difference. Most restaurants, you come in, you do your job, you do it as well as you can, as fast as you can and you leave and you don't really try and take any of it with you. Being an owner, it, it stays with you because you wanna make sure that your business survives. I'm a mom of three, and so when I first came, I was like, I just want steady hours and I just wanna be able to like, take care of my kids and work somewhere where I feel like I'm, I can progress. You know, a lot of jobs don't have places for you to go. And here they're like, well, great. Do you wanna learn HR? Do you wanna learn how to do the finance? I stopped by the Emeryville shop in February, right after they'd opened up again for business. You see, they'd been shut for over a year because a car drove into the back wall of their building in December of 2018, causing a gas leak fire and long closure of the bakery. It was a little crazy. We didn't know what to do. But that day, we were able to call each other and 15 people, 15 owners, showed up to just kind of be together and figure out next steps. Asia tells me that when that car crash happened, it was all hands on deck. I thought of myself as just a baker who also happens to own a bakery, but then I became like an insurance person. The Emeryville owners had to learn about filing for insurance claims, interior design, all the rebuilding, remodeling, you name it. It was full responsibility on the entire team. I wanted to hear from Asia about what being an owner looks and feels like here in the Bay. Right now the East Bay or the Bay Area itself feels a little out of control for me. I have no control over where I live, I rent, and any minute my rent could go up skyrocket and I won't be able to afford to live here. But I know I'll have a job because being an owner means that you have some sense of job security. We 
came here in pursuit of an answer to Columbia's question about why there are so many employee-owned pizza shops here. And we quickly found out that Cheeseboard really got this pizza game going. But why just pizza, Columbia asked. Why aren't there other types of restaurants that are employee-owned? Well, turns out there are quite a few, and not just restaurants. The Bay Area, and specifically the East Bay, is a hot spot for employee ownership. We've also got companies that do energy consulting and import and export of fruits and vegetables, and we've got companies that do uh, manufacturing. I stopped by the NCEO, the National Center for Employee Ownership, a nonprofit in Oakland, to talk with their executive director, Lauren Rogers. We've got an economy where most businesses are owned by a very small segment of the population, and I think we ought to be thinking about who really, who do we want to own our businesses? And employee ownership is one good answer as a way to get more people to owning a bigger part of the economy so that more people share in the wealth that the economy uh, produces. Lauren gave me a lay of the landscape and specifically three types of employee ownership. There's worker cooperatives, where each owner has a share of the business and an equal vote, a truly democratic business model. Companies like uh, Arizmendi and the Cheese Board are great examples of a, a really successful, dynamic worker cooperative. Then there are ESOPs, Employee Stock Ownership Plans. Zachary's Pizza is an ESOP. ESOPs, Employee Stock Ownership Plans, are the, the biggest uh, form of employee ownership in the United States in terms of the number of people involved, the number of companies involved. And that's a system where employees own the shares of their business uh, indirectly. It helps me to think of an ESOP as more of a retirement plan. Employees earn shares of the company's stock. They don't actually purchase them. Then they receive the full value of their stock when they retire or leave the company. It works a little bit like a 401k plan where the 401k owns the shares of the company's stock and employees get the benefit of that when they get to retirement age and they get the, the, the value of what's in their account. And the third one, equity compensation plans. Simply put, these are stock option plans, which give the employee the chance to buy stock in the company at a designated time and stock purchase plans which allow employees to buy stock immediately. The plans come with different caveats and rights and privileges, but the concept is really in the stock. Sort of the Silicon Valley model where everybody at a company gets a stock option. And that really does a great job of aligning everybody's financial interests and it creates a lot of wealth for people who otherwise wouldn't have it. While worker cooperatives may feel like the face of employee ownership here in the Bay, ESOPs are by far the most popular form of employee ownership in the US. The interesting thing about ESOPs in the East Bay is how diverse they are. It's kind of a cross-section of the economy. Part of Lauren's job is measuring the impact of employee ownership on the livelihood of the owners. He shares a couple stats that speak specifically to my generation. If you look at millennials who are employee owners versus millennials who are not employee owners, the employee owners have about 92% greater net household wealth than the non-employee owners. For every $100 a non-employee owner, aka a regular employee, is making, an employee owner is making $133. And? They've got 53% greater job stability than the non-employee owners. So the impact on their day-to-day -day life is enormous. You know, I did these interviews with Lauren and Asia in late February, right before the COVID-19 pandemic. And as you know, a lot has changed since then. Arizmendi closed its doors again after about a month of being back in business. Since then, all the Emeryville owners have gone on furlough. I called Asia up real quick to see how she's doing. Uh, we're, we're all still owners, so 
that means, you know, we know that our job's not going anywhere. We still have our job. We're able to see the finances. We see exactly how much is in our bank account. We see where all of our money or every dollar is going, what bills that still need to get paid. Many restaurants have shifted to takeaway only, while others have closed temporarily, and some permanently. Entire households are left without incomes, health insurance, or any guarantee of a job to go back to. Asia's husband also works in the food industry. We're both cooks. We've both always been cooks. We've, we both work in this industry, and we're getting two vastly different views of what it's like. So he immediately got laid off. He got a text message from his supervisor that said, hey, don't come into work tomorrow. I'll let you know what's going on. And then he got a letter in the mail. Like, you are officially laid off. We're not giving you any money or anything. Good luck. Uh, when we open again, we'll let you know. And that is all. Whereas I'm on the other side, and I've got meetings every Monday where everybody is able to, to make the time, check in with everybody to say, how are you doing and what do you need? How's your family doing? Are you able to file for unemployment? If not, let us know what we can do to help you. It's a big difference in how we're both being treated at our jobs, even though we do the same thing. The Emeryville Airs Mendy is currently closed, but the team plans to open up again on May 27th with limited hours for takeout only. Check out the Airs Mendy Association's website to find out which locations are open during shelter in place. And I'm going to share some headlines I didn't get to today. The first would be about Roe v. Wade, the whole big thing that's happening. The, oh, goodness gracious. So it's been featured in a lot of places. Um, this particular article is from uh, Democracy Now! In deathbed confession, plaintiff Wade admitted she was paid a fortune cookie of her 20th What she describes as a deathbed confession. I took their money and they beat me up and really cared about me. Well, two of them, one of the actors in the film, Jane Roe, Corby received a Cinta and Simon has posted these film recommendations there as well at Simon 
Simtoracinta, and that's S-I-M-O-N-T-O-R-R-A-C-H, if you want to ask your through there. Um, a to Z, left on film, this is a work in progress. Uh, peasant uprising, strikes, student movements, red banners, global malice, resistance fighters, fiery speeches, guerrilla bands, communists, slave rebellions, and a visit to Marx's grave. Your one-step, one-stop Note, this is zoomed in on fictional, a documentary depicting a life's conscious political action rather than all films about leftists, talking head and archival footage docs, or films even We'll be back next week. Please do support artists, healthcare workers, folks on the front lines, people working in grocery stores, delivery people, a lot of folks who are putting their lives on the line. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Scientists, doctors, etc. cetera, um, activists, organizers, etc. Cool. Um, I played all the music I was planning to play today. So I'm going <laughs> to play that song I like to play a lot. And I just I can't get enough of it. And this is from The Big Moon.
of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a paddle? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. How can you say that? I knew you wouldn't understand. For you, it's all about the rating. Let's go pillage, you say. But we never spent any time working on building our clan. Oh, come on. We need to build a good amount of gold before we can think about putting a down payment on that clan hall. That's always your excuse. I'm done. I'm logging off. Rose disconnects from the server and pushes back from her keyboard. Jack turns around on his uh, swivel chair behind her. Uh, my line. Oh, uh, what the hell, Rose? What? I'm done investing time in that relationship. Oh, fine. World of Warcraft is old anyway. Wait, what are you doing? Rose puts on her VR headset. I'm logging on to VR Second Life. Uh, Jack puts on his VR headset also. VR Jack, I'm leaving you. What? Why? All you ever want to do is have VR sex. So? I need something more. Is this about that VR house you keep bugging me for? What if it is? I told you, I can't afford the Bitcoin. Goodbye, Jack. George and Steve. How you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in there, man. You know, far out. Oh, weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah, what a weekend. Ooh, weekend painted it green. 
for you and for me, but in different ways, right? I would think so, yes. <laughs> George was lucky enough to work uh, all weekend, uh, yeah. which means a nice little paycheck for him. And yeah, I was threw, lucky uh, enough to... Uh, two hours overtime at me on a Thursday as well, so it's double time, <laughs> double time weekend, baby. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you, Angel Man. Um, yeah, he might right be coming on, on the show tonight, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you never know. The Wheelie King himself. He said, what are, what are we going to do, George? I said, well, Steve's going to be there, too. He's all, oh, fuck that. <laughs> Just like oh, everybody else. Well, doesn't he? Everybody I know says that shit to me. <laughs> Why you hang out with that guy? I can't picture that. So I don't hang out with him. We just spent two hours together on a Monday night. And that's it. That's kind of our whole friendship. Until <laughs> <laughs> some asshole with a green beard comes up and tries to hug you in the middle of fucking public. What's up, bro? <laughs> I'm just like you. I got a green beard. What's my green bearded brother? <laughs> See, I walked in a little St. Paddy's Day parade weekend uh, and wore a green beard as well as a lovely green, well, hat. What else did I have? Oh, a green shirt on. Yeah. It was a painted beard. Okay, spray paint, yeah. I look like AstroTurf, though. I got, I got that from more than one person. It looked more like fungus to me. They thought it was impeccable. It's like Probably algae. the best ever. It was like algae. Well, yeah, It was too. so good. They said, why is Steve trying to fill in for you with the beard, man? What's that all about? I said, sorry, guys. I got to work, and I had to shave, so I don't have a beard. I've got barely any face stubble right now. It's true. Truth. Yeah. Truth. It's true. He's not lying this time. So welcome to FTW on uh, the Mutiny Radio Station. Uh, uh, March 19th show, if you'd like to call in. San Francisco, California. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're down on the mission. We're on 21st in Florida. You're more than welcome to come down and visit. Say hey. Hang out. Do your thing. Do our thing. Do what you want to do. We won't tell you who do, to. Do, do, do what you want to do. Knock it to. <laughs> I got that song on here somewhere. No way. Tonight show no, do what you want to do. It's oh. Calvin, Calvin Harris, I believe. It's kind of kind of dance music. I can't tell you. Uh, yeah, George does the music on our show, and I do a little thing called The Race Report, and we talk motorcycles because we are Forever Two Wheels. If you would like to call in, call us at 415-550-0511. That number again, 65... No, no, we meant 415-550-0511. It would be fun, like, giving them a different phone number every time, wouldn't it? Yeah, sure. It would probably cut down the phone calls other than Gail coming in. Calling in, yeah. Wouldn't she be a great interview? You know, Gail, you hardly seem crazy at all. How about some government conspiracies and who are they trying to kill this week? <laughs> uh, she's fucking great. <laughs> if For those that don't know, Gail calls in from time to time and uh, is generally pretty far out of her mind. Kind of deep space is oh, where Gail's a, at. That's a different do what you want to do. She's having oh, some oh, issues. Oh, <laughs> kind of like George's music choices. <laughs> yeah. So uh, any motorcycle this weekend, George? You ride to work? Or, um, uh, yeah, I rode the Harley on yesterday. Yeah? Yesterday and today, yeah. Because it was raining on Saturday, man. It was coming down pretty good. I didn't get, get a drop of rain on me during the parade. I managed to dodge it. Did that's, it rain in the morning or something? Because I didn't see that myself. Um, it was wet. Oh. Oh, Saturday, 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 Saturday. Saturday. Your first day of double time. I don't remember, dude. You know how the things are. Just do what you want to do. It is not. <laughs> wow. Right, what's he saying right there? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Technically, never, you're right, but it's not the one I Never doubt me again. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Jackass. <laughs> So I did get a, I got an interesting call from my buddy on a Saturday. Do tell. He said, uh, "So yeah, with this ranchero thing, I want out 
he wants out of the program. So the program was that he was going to donate the fucking the engine and the transmission. We were going to slap it in together. We we're going to sell it and split the money. All right. I showed I showed up with the truck. He had the engine trans. So so we go. Boom boom. Take the engine out. Um, all of a sudden things got, yeah, he, well, I'm sure he's having troubles with the house and stuff and he doesn't want that piece of shit sitting in his fucking driveway all this time. And I've been busy for the last week, so I haven't had a chance to get out there and he's fucking, he's like, yeah, so I want out on this, on this deal. Um, but I'll sell you the engine transmission for 600 bucks. That's not a bad deal. I was like, okay, I'll try to work the money up, you know? And then he called me back like a half hour later and I didn't answer, but he left me a message that, oh yeah, you're going to need the exhaust too. So that's going to be another four bills. <laughs> okay. Is he a regular listener to the show? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's a good dude. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's just turning into more of a mess than I kind of expected. So we'll see how that goes. Wow. Maybe you should get a hold, hold of uh, Matt uh, Kettleworth. We'll call him Matt Kettleworth. Uh, the, the guy that I know that had a rancheroo that... Unfortunately, got wrecked on the way to work one day. You should call him and tell him to come pick this thing up. I don't have his phone number. I did try to get it from Bill. Uh, what's his name the other night? But uh, he did not have it. He did not know the man. Well, that's how it goes. So this is what it is. But yeah, I got to ride the bike. Dude, it was like yesterday was cold. It was yesterday? Did it rain yesterday? It. Uh, I don't believe it did. I really get out too much yesterday. Big recovery day yesterday. I, think I did ride the bike yesterday and today. I don't think I rode it on Saturday. That's right, I didn't. It cost me 20 bucks to park in that open lot. Ah. Chump change, right? Sure. For my pal George, that's just chump change. That's how he rolls. He's big. It's 10 minutes of work on a double time day. <laughs> Don't brag to the kids at home, George. That's a lot of money, dude. That's fucking a lot of work, dude. There's some bullshit and fucking big, it wasn't too bad, and then I ran into one of my one of the guys at work, and he's like, "Oh, dude, I park over here on the side. The fucking meters don't work on Saturdays." I'm like, "What? <laughs> oh, really? I don't even know about that one. Fuck, that's a good deal. Uh, the one over what? Not Folsom and Third? Yeah, Folsom and Third. That place is usually what fourteen bucks on the weekends. I thought the place underneath the Thai restaurant. There's that one, and then there's one across the street. Uh, or is that the Thai restaurant? The outdoor. Where, the, the outdoor. Where the Go indoor? Dog Go used to be, wherever it was. Or hot dog, or we have the fucking what up dog, what up dog. That it. That's it. That's still there. That building. Yeah, that place has a parking garage in it. It does. Yeah, but that parking garage sucks. Oh well, I didn't say it wasn't trick without its tricks. I do the one across the street. I've done that one, but they make you stay until three o'clock Monday through Friday. So there's that little caveat you gotta be aware of when. Yeah, if you're doing the. Uh... If you're out early one day, you get to go watch a movie or pay thirty bucks versus fourteen or whatever it is. Yeah. So that freaking thing. So I, I stayed there, what was it, Thursday night or Friday night? Thursday night. I parked in it. Thursday, I parked in there. 14 bucks, early bird special, you know, got out late. No problem. It's a little bit late. I got to go feed the dog, so I'm kind of in a rush, you know, because I don't like leaving my dog without food. That's always a humanitarian thing. I work thing. late, it's like, because I'm the only one home, so. So I, uh, so I'm, I'm in a bit of a rush. I go and pay my, uh, go to pay my, pay my bill, because I got that automatic machine there. At that time, there's nobody else there, so. I pay it, stick my credit card in, approved, hit the button for the receipt, receipt comes out, my credit card comes out, and no ticket. And I'm like, what the fuck, now what? Uh-oh. So there's an assistance button, I call the assistance, and the thing's ringing, and the person answers, and they're like, hi, how can I help you? And then, the machine spits out my card, right? So I'm like, well, it, it was, it was, it held about on my, uh, my card, and now it's spitting it out, so that should be good. No problem, right? So I hop in the truck, drive up, stick it in the machine, no good. Uh-oh. You still owe money. 
Yes. So I go back to the machine. I stuck in reverse and backed out of there before the car got behind me. And uh, whipped it into a spot, Jim over there, call assistance. They're like, well, you're probably going to have to pay it, right? So I'm like, okay. So I stuck the credit card in, paid it again. So I paid twice. So I... You got to pay twice? Yeah. And what, I, went, late and I talked to the manager on Friday. No, because it didn't accept the first one. But I had a cre- I had a receipt that said that I paid it. And then the other receipt said I paid it. And it was like within three minutes of each other. So <sighs> what a money maker that is for them, huh? So I talked to the manager the next day. And he's like, well, it's going to take eight to ten weeks to get your refund. Because we got to send it to fucking blah, blah, what? blah. I'm like, well, what? I'm like, let's work something out here, buddy. What time do you get off at? Fuck, yeah. <laughs> you just let me out the gate when I park here one day? <laughs> <laughs> something, right? Just throw me a bone, bro. So he's uh, so he wasn't there this weekend, and then I rode the motorcycle today, so I didn't see him. So tomorrow's raining. It's supposed to rain in the afternoon, the evening. Mm. So I was probably going to drive that. Th- but that place closes at a certain time, too. Yes, it does. I've had it where I had to sneak in behind somebody going in the garage and they were like calling the police over. And I'm like, hey, I just got off work. It's 1130 at night. My car's parked downstairs. I'm out of here. They're like, we're going to call the police. I'm like, well, you go right ahead because I'm going to leave because I'm tired. (laughs) I just did a 28 hour day or whatever it was. It was fucking insane. One of those insane day show, you know, crazy days, 16, 18 hour day, you know. Anyway, enough about work. Lots of motorcycle racing in the last week. Lots of good times there. It was just craziness at Daytona. Bubba Blackwell did his job. Wait till you hear about that one, George. I can't wait. I know, right? I uh, I saw what did I what was I reading up on this weekend? Oh, yesterday I found an article on uh, SB. I forget what the state. Two forty-eight or nine or something. No, like that? it's it's up there. It's like ten forty-nine or twenty forty-nine or something like that. So it has to do with uh, with drug tests in the state of California. So yeah. they're saying that if they require you to have a urine test and you're a medical patient with a with a active card, it shouldn't shouldn't make a difference. Because if you go drinking on your time off, it doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as you're. Uh... As long as you're, you know, sober within the last eight hours. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, that was always my bitch about it was, why don't they test what I've done in the last eight hours? You know, they're able to do that with a lip balm test or, you know, swab, whatever they call it. Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly, yeah. yeah. They, they readjusted this mic. She keeps pushing it further and further away from me, which is fine, but... uh. I can't work the buttons in talking to the mic at the same time. <laughs> it is tricky. You keep fading in and out. Yeah, well, it's not in front of me, and the board is. Maybe you need one of those microphones that hangs from overhead. Maybe like you should shut the, the fuck guys up. <laughs> and that's not a maybe, really. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow. I love our Mondays together. <laughs> it's quality oh, time. Man. It really is. Yeah, it was just a long day. Uh... I've been a little nippy lately. I've been a... I wasn't happy yesterday. Work but I'm will, doing much better today. Work will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> what, else, what else did I do this weekend, man? Jeez, I was, I was running around with my head chopped off at work, which was kind of crazy. But then uh, I didn't get a chance to go by and see mom. I didn't get a chance to work on the truck. I did ride the bike out and about a little bit. But that was just going point A to point B kind of things, you know. Yep. I took it out for a rip on Friday night. Cause it was dry out and I just kind of bombed around Lake Merced and I think I stopped at stopped at Home Depot just made an excuse to go out there and grab something and then put it around the lake and went up went out towards the Great Highway 
Yeah. There you go. Go see some ocean for a minute. Yeah, it was night. It was dark, so. Yeah. And I was in a rush to get home to make my lunch so I could go to sleep. There you have it. Yeah. Yeah. My big weekend was pretty much the parade and staggering through that and recovering from that. So It was a good-sized parade, man, because I went up good. there. I went up to Market Street at 12 p.m. at lunchtime. I jammed up there. Um, I didn't see you guys, and I saw like the second group in the in the parade going by. So I walked down Market to Second Street, hooked a right, followed that all the way out past Folsom is where you guys were, and you guys hadn't even started yet. That's correct. It went off late this year. It was almost, I think it was like noon before it went off. For you guys, yeah. <coughs> yeah, I mean, there was time to go get mimosas and uh, bloody whatever the hell they are. It, I don't started, this like, nasty it must start around 1130, because for them to get from down there to 4th Street, wouldn't have taken... What time did we see you there? 12.30 or 1? Um, it was 12.30-ish, a little after that, because I was heading back to work. And I didn't uh, realize, too, because I, I could see Moscone from where you guys were standing. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. I could have easily just walked up the block and spent the whole time there. But instead, I did the walk, because I thought you guys... Because last year, we were, like, the second ones in the parade. So I was like, wow. I didn't want to miss you. Yeah. Because I thought, well, if I run into him up there, then I can walk with him for a few blocks, and then I'll just kick, kick rocks, you know? Yep. I got to walk with everybody for a half block, and I had to hang left. Half block's better than none, George. <laughs> Too bad I wasn't leading Take the Take what band. you can get. Could have pulled a Bukowski, right? <laughs> <laughs> I led the band right into a fucking alley, dead-end alley, and marched them into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that scene in forever. <laughs> and all the horn players followed right by that wasn't even That wasn't even John Belushi. That was like that, that squirrely-looking dude. He was wearing like a bathrobe and fucking <laughs> What you're supposed to do, you fucking moron? It was that guy. The, that guy, from, guy. the guy from Texas. He was great. Very funny man in real life, as I recall, too. What, what little I've read on him. I think he's passed away by now. Who knows, man. But, uh, yeah, good shit. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to say so. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. 
and I had just begun. She wanted me to know what she didn't know herself. Said I was one of my lovers. Hey now, that's something else. She played a vocal mission. I played the cosmic heart. Wanted to paint her picture. She said, don't even start. She said, love's like a drug and that this was chemistry. But with these chemicals then, how is this good for me? Her life gets better, she read her mangoes out of his head. Like birds of a feather, so we bled, let's go together. And she said, so what's the altitude? I said, it's out of sight. What's with the attitude? And she said, it's all right. So what's the altitude? I said, it's out of sight. What's with the attitude? And she said, it's all right. She said, let's get away now. Let's go down by the bay. She turned her hand my way now. Watch out, what you say now? Now the things you've been through make it seem like nothing could ever really last forever. But if you try, girl, we can do some things. She gave me headphones. Said, have you heard this sound? I think I've heard this one is totally underground. I wouldn't let her go then. She wouldn't let me go. Just ask the neighbors, man, it's unbelievable. I played the morning rising, she played the setting sun. She said she couldn't stay when her night had just begun. So what's the altitude? I said it's out of sight. What's with the attitude? And she said it's all right. So what's the altitude? I said it's out of sight. Without abandon, we dance, we party all night. We made the perfect day when we played the night sun. She said she couldn't stay when her night had just begun. She wanted me to know what she didn't know herself. Said I was one of my lovers. Hey now, that's something else. We played a vocal mission to play the cosmic sky. How can we make the distance? You've always known my eye. We're letting people know what, what we now know ourselves. That we are one of my lovers. Hey now, that's something else. She gave me headphones. Said, have you heard this sound? You know I've heard this one, girl. Let's get out of town. This love is like a drug and we bonded chemically. We're letting you know better. Living through chemistry.
Hey, we're back. Yes, we are. Just the two of us, though. <laughs> just you and me, myself and I. Yeah. That's just the four of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, George, uh, Uber has halted all self-driving vehicles in its fleet after a woman uh, in Ooh. Arizona died after being hit Sunday night. Uber? Uber had oh. was testing their vehicles in Arizona. Uh, she died after being hit Sunday night. Uh, Elaine... Hersberg, 49 years old, is walking her bicycle across was, a was, fort. Was there anybody in the car? Uh, yes, there was a backup safety driver, apparently. Is that worries not... me with, with AI? Maybe it could, like, t- talk to the car and, like, just send it on its killing spree? <laughs> you don't think about that shit? Seriously? I hadn't taken it to that what if, level. What I mean, why not drones? The whole fleet just drones. Went, went, like, headhunting, just going after people. <laughs> They got fucking those those cameras on the dashes, right? It's all on the computer, man. It's true. It wouldn't be that hard for the, the figure. Actually, I it's might true. with machine guns and lasers. Now they know I know about it. I'm in trouble. <laughs> you heard it here first, as usual, on the FTW, a scoop. A scoop. Uh, so Elaine Herzberg was struck at 40 miles per hour on a four-lane street and died at the hospital. Short while later, the Volvo XC90 SUV was operated with software, not a Volvo's manufacturer. So... Um, just last week, Uber and Waymo urged Congress to pass sweeping legislation to speed introduction of self-driving vehicles. How about that one, huh? Yeah, how about that? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What'd you say? Out of boy, George. <laughs> yeah, anything to do with that AI thing I was thinking about? It's like being here alone sometimes, honestly. I don't know. But if you seriously think about it, all these electric cars are coming out. They're all computer-driven. They all got Wi-Fi. It could easily hack into those things and, like, fuck somebody up. It could send all kinds of fucked up shit from Amazon to your house. Oh, you're back fucking, on the whole... Uh... do all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> uh, well, in the meantime, back in reality, George... Uh, yeah, keep it up, little man. It is an issue that's being brought in front of Congress because we do need to address this because, I mean, once it starts knocking people off motorcycles or, you know, pedestrians or you just got nailed, right? Maybe they should give them the, the bike lane. The bike lane. We yeah. Just Uber and uh, drone cars only? Yeah. Yeah? It seems fair. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, hey, the bicycles aren't paying for that fucking that lane. They don't deserve it. No, I agree with you there. They're, they, would, they're a special breed right so there. so much easier. All those lanes could now become like pickup lanes, and you wouldn't have to worry about it because you know Uber would be over there like picking people up. Yeah. Done deal. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Back to music. <laughs> Holy hey, there's shit. a big fire uh, in North Beach, right? This weekend, um, that got that got all the news. In Soma, they had a fire, and a man was found dead in an adult bookstore. Uh, fucking strange, right? And the owners of the place are like, "We well, don't know how he got there." What? Kind of weird. They found a dead body in a small fire. Like, there's a big North Beach fire this week. Are you aware of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fire department's getting a bunch of crap for their response to it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, They had a smaller fire over on, I think it was 111 6th Street. So it's that first block between Mission and Howard. No, second one. That whole block of 6th Street is. That whole whole corridor is just crazy. Fun. I think people are even worse there than they are on the Tenderloin. It's like you, you get kicked out of the Tenderloin, you go to 6th Street. Dude, it is weird, sketchy. <laughs> it doesn't smell as it's, bad as a tenderloin, though. Yeah, very, very exciting stuff down there. Uh, so what Talking else you of, got, George? Speaking of explosions. <laughs> <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> I got fuck all, dude. I've been working, man. 
Uh, we're not talking about work, so there you go. Gotcha. Oh, did, I cooked, uh, wait a minute, you the, talked to one of the guys. For the, that, for the union meeting, I cooked all that fucking meat. That was cool. I oh, did that yes, last you week. did. I did have some of that. 200 that pounds good. of corned beef and slathered it with a mustard sauce. It was delicious. Ooh. I, I'm a little backed up, man. I ate too much meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't bring any tonight. <laughs> if anybody's got a solution, please uh, call in. Talk Yogurt. To, talk to Steve. Yogurt, eat healthy. He's yeah. the only one that can At number 415 Tell Steve what I need to do. He's the only one that can comfort me. <laughs> it can hold your hand, George. Whatever. Mm, I especially enjoyed that one. Let's see what's next. <laughs>
Hey. There you go. Hey, I'm back. Hey. <laughs> Somehow my mic got all the way on the other side of the room, dude. That was crazy. Wow. What I didn't a turn night. on the wrong one. <laughs> so that was uh, Corrosion of Conformity, uh, King of Rot. King of Rot. What's that sound? You hear it? There is background music going. <clears throat> there, you killed it. Huh. That's weird. Way to go, George. That wasn't you, was it? No, I have nothing going on. <laughs> oh, slap. No sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see you, too. Jesus. <laughs> well, you got to realize. You, fire. You might not remember seeing me at the at the parade, but I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember only fond remembrances. <laughs> Dude, you were so hammered. I was hammered. I dipped into the whiskey early. That was the dangerous oh. part. But I managed to have a good time. It all worked out really well. Found some really fun people to run with. For yeah. Time. What time did you cut out at? Uh, what the parade? I think it started around noon, and we were done by two, two thirty. What? No. What time did you start drinking? And what time did you go? Home? Oh, what time did I start drinking? I got down there probably about ten, and uh, yeah, a few beverages then. That's a good time, right? You, know? you didn't drink before you left the house. No, no, I had to dye the green, the beard, and that was enough of a dye. Half high. Yeah. Dye. They have the spray paint shit that I picked up at the store last year, and uh, I used it again, and. Wow, it was just like the huffing high I got last year from the shit. It was fucking wicked in the bathroom. I was afraid to turn on the fan. Is it going to blow up, you know? But yeah, anyway, it all worked I, I out. I get it, dude. <laughs> no, usually when I do my beard, it's like I bleach my beard. And, like, you got that fucking ammonia shit right, right above your lip. It's, it's hard not to breathe it. Ooh. So I usually get, like, straws, and I like, keep my mouth shut. And I put... <laughs> <laughs> and I try to plug my nose or something. You know, if it's only like, we had oh, a dude, camera. It's like smelling salts. You're awake. <laughs> I bet you are. That sucks. It's fucking rough, dude. Uh, that's brutal. Yeah, no matter how you do that, you get some up your nose. Yeah. Uh, and then when, when it starts burning, you got to wait 10 more minutes, and then, then you rinse it off. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's a little too much dedication for me. I'll stick with the spray paint or whatever it was. And yeah. That's why shave last, the last few years I, I didn't shave it off like the next day or anything. I kept it for like a couple of weeks. People were like, when are you going to shave that off? And it's like, well, I burned my skin underneath the thing, so I don't want to like expose like scabs <laughs> on my face and shit. <laughs> good cover, uh, actually. That's pretty good. I like that one. I've never told right? anyone that. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was something. I'll tell you what. Uh George, live in the moment. Ah, why not? Fuck it, you know? Yeah, it is what it is. You know, also live about, the moment. I wonder if you can donate your fucking beard hair to fucking wigs for kids. Uh, if it's like wow. over eight inches long. <laughs> like if you're ZZ Top you, and you like trim it. Will it? The surprising thing is you probably wouldn't be the first to ask, you know, if you think about it, right? Get a big flowing yeah. beard. It looks Maybe like you a shouldn't ask. Maybe it's know? one of those things. You don't, <laughs> I think don't you should ask. Permits, don't ask for permission. Your idea. Your for, you have to show up with a beard. Beard in a bag. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission or something like that. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. Uh, this has gone askew. This has gone askew. It you know who didn't go askew was Bubba Blackwell. Who? Bubba Blackwell kicked off the Daytona TT. Do you mind if we jump to the race report a little bit earlier? I'd like to hear some of it, man, because from what I understand, it was, it's was it been a busy week. Oh, it was a huge week. It was Daytona was, Bike Week. We had I was so busy working and cooking, and I, don't re- I don't even know, man. Uh, it went down. It went down. <laughs> Daytona TT happened uh, Thursday night. And, uh, but first, we had Bubba Blackwell uh, jumping 14 or so cars. Uh, Bubba's bike of choice was 
Harley XR750, the old flat tracker. Um, it was cars or buses? It was supposed to be GMC Canyons. That's it right. It was supposed to be, to be like cars. 1974 Chevy S10 and like a couple I mean, they line them cars out of the parking, side, like right? Acura's Beamers. And it was like, what the fuck is this? They said it was pickup trucks. They anyway, line them up side to side, not end to end. Right? The good so. news is he did make the jump. He landed it and uh, went on to announce the race and... It's all a very happy story. I think he's going to be mayor next year. It's it's really working out well for huh. Bubba. Uh, it worked out well for the race winners. Is it factory oh, Harley? Uh, I don't know. I don't. They don't have XR seven fifties anymore. Did they put an Did they put an XR seven fifty engine in a fucking in a Yamaha frame and fucking? I'm sure other? they did, George. I'm going to guess no on that one, but you never know. But to jump it with a street bike, dude, it's like ow. Oh, dude, he that's evil Knievel kind of shit. You that's know, even evil is. Knievel's kid Robbie Knievel, when he did jumps in the what, 80s and 90s, he used like a KX250 or something like dude, that. Dude, you know, today speaking of that, on, on YouTube, I found a clip of fucking the bullet chase scene. Is that the best or what, dude? <laughs> freaking phenomenal! <laughs> that man, that's a good time. Yeah, he did the crazy jumping shit, dude. He did do a lot of the stunts. He wasn't supposed to, and he, like, snuck in there and did it. Yes, he did, but, you know... Uh, uh, sorry, to, sorry to take away from your report. No, no worries. I'm happy to jump in. Continue. Cut continue. In you. Jared Mees... Scritchy's uh, in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're special, aren't you? Jared Mees began his 2017 championship defense by holding off teammate Brad Baker early in the race and then holding off a late-charging ch- uh, J.D. Beach. J.D. What? Beach is a Moto America road racer, but All he right also on. does some flat tracking. So uh, he Brad, gave him a run for the money out Brad there. It's pretty cool. Brad uh, Baker, was that the guy that was on chips that was, like, from the race scene and, like, I ended think that up was being, like, somebody's little brother? Like, <laughs> No way, John Baker's brother was a road racer or stunt racer. John, John and Punch. Yeah, That's an John. episode I missed because I remember John. It's not just an episode, dude. He became a regular. He was like what? Of, he was he became a fucking CHP officer. Oh Jesus. Oh yeah. Wow. Boy, I missed the. It late was the later years. years yeah. That's when. That, well, that's around when the Dukes of Hazard came out. So nobody's watching fucking. Yeah, I, there's a shift in demographics. <laughs> Uh, your buddy Baker there would uh, claim fifth position, and J.D. Beach would settle for second, which is not bad for a guy that just gets out races once in a while. Uh, Cowie rider Henry Wiles charged from sixth place to end up third to complete the podium. KTM out of Dan Bromley survived a couple of close calls to win the singles race. Jesse Janich will go with uh, took second with Shane Navarro third. <laughs> Jesse Janich. Janich, dude. I'm some of these names. You try to spell this shit. Uh, anyway, they roll on to Woodstock, Georgia, to the Dixie Speedway for April seventh uh, for the next AFT race. So there you have it, George. There's AFT. You want to break it up and do music in between them? What do you think? Oh, most definitely. Rolling by the seat of our pants. Yeah, we got other stuff to listen to for sure, man. Far out. Are you ready to hear some music? Heck yeah. That wasn't very. Any requests out there? That wasn't a very enthusiastic. Heck yeah. Oh, hella, bro. Yeah. 
our sunshine in a bag I'm useless but not for long the future is coming on I ain't happy I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag I'm useless but not for long the future is coming on it's coming on it's coming on it's Finally, someone let me out of my cage Now, time for me is nothing cause I'm counting no A's Nah, I couldn't be there Nah, you shouldn't be scared I'm good at repairs And I'm under each snare Intangible Bet you didn't think so I command you to Panoramic view Look, I'll make it all manageable Pick and choose Sit and lose All you different crews Chicks and dudes Who you think is really kicking tunes Picture you getting down in a prison tube Like you lit the fuse You think it's fictional, mystical, maybe Spiritual hero who appears in you to clear your view yeah. when you're too crazy. Life is to those with definition for what life is. Priceless to you because I put you on the high shit and like it. Gun smoke, you're righteous with one token. Psychic among no possess you with one go. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless. Not for long, the future is coming on. In a bag, I'm useless But not for long, the future is coming on It's coming on, it's coming on It's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on. The essence, the basics, without it you make it Allow me to make this child like your nature Rhythm, you have it or you don't That's a fallacy, I'm in them Every sprouting tree, every child of peace, every cloud and sea. You see with your eyes, and see destruction and demise. Corruption in the skies from this fucking enterprise. Now I'm sucked into your lives through rust, so not as muscles, but percussion to provide. For me as a guide, y'all can see me now because you don't see with your eye. You perceive with your mind, that's the inner. So I'ma stick around with rust and be a mentor. Bust a few rounds so motherfuckers remember what the thought is. I brought all this so you can survive when law is law. Right feeling sensations that you thought was dead No squealing, remember that it's all in your head How it happened, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine In a bag, I'm useless Not for long, the future is coming out How it happened, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine In a bag, I'm useless Not for long, my future is coming
you're such an old man. You're like making noises down there. <laughs> Clink. Ah, I'm having a good time. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I guess I don't know. That's what I live for all week. <laughs> to be a fucking DJ with my angry friend. Yar. Uh, the all right, George. Who was that? The shut the fuck up. Almost came out again. That was terrible. <laughs> um, that was uh, Clint Eastwood by the Gorillas. That song is 17 years old. It came out in 2001. Huh. You ever hear the version of the song Leonard Skinner? <laughs> Fucking tremendous. That's the. It's mm. a great punk rock song. The really song did. before that was uh, Stone Temple Pilots' "Big Bang Baby." Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big Bang. Big Bang. Uh, bang Bang. Big Bang. Big Bang. Big Bang. Speaking of explosions, uh, how any explosions on the track this week? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of some glowing red discs, uh, rear disc brakes. They had some issues out there in Qatar. That was kind of tricky. Like glowing red. You should never see glowing red on motorcycles. That's not good. Motorcycles are bad. Yeah, that's, that was dangerous. Shouldn't see it on anything, but yeah, I saw it on cars this weekend. I was, I've been watching stuff on, I've been watching like Top Gear. Oh, that's a good show. <laughs> Love it. Good shit. Did you catch the Daytona 200 this weekend? That was this weekend, huh? It was. That's right. They had, they had bike week last week, right? It was Saturday. Dude, I was so absorbed with cooking and fucking work and bullshit and just, yeah, it's been fucked, man. Uh, I you know, the they'll have the flat track on in a couple weeks on NBC. That's what they usually do is have a delay of like a month or something like that. So I will let you know when it is and we'll go find it on some bar somewhere in this town and watch it on TV. Mm. Just a thought. Okay. Just a thought. I'll give it a shot. You could try it, right? I mean, anything's good with a beer. I mean, yeah. So uh, the 77th running of the Daytona 200 went down Saturday in Florida. The uh, 200 marked the end of Speed Week and saw several winners of previous Daytona uh, compete against amateurs and pros alike. John Ashmead, 89, Daytona 200 winner, placed 18th and extended his mileage record to 4,533 miles. What what track are they on, man? Daytona, the big Daytona. Uh, They they use part of the oval, and then they go to an infield section. So they are cracking 100 and— They redid that track, right? It's got a crazy fucking pitch to it, doesn't it? Uh, it's, it's like 33% or something like that. It's, it's insane. Oh yeah. You're flattened out by the, the G's you're pulling through there, you know, cause it's, it's on a gentle curve, right? Yes. Yeah. Wild that'd shit. Be, that's probably pretty cool, man. Uh, there's a picture of Kenny Roberts out there someplace. I'll have to put up on Facebook, but he's just like flat out on his YZR 500 and the thing's just squatting as it goes by at 180 miles an hour. Fucking great shot. Great shot. Good shit. Yeah. You gotta love that shit. So Ashmead has rolled up 4,500 miles in 200 races, in the 200, Daytona 200 races. The guy's been out there for fucking ever. Uh, since 88, came in 18th. Uh, since, he was <laughs> a winner in 89. That's since the best 89. part of this. So he's tried to add to his total. He, won his, he won his rookie year? Uh, I don't know about that. No, he's been yeah, racing right? for a while. So he's been racing decades, you know, what, 30, 35 years? Fuck. He's got to be 40. <laughs> 75 year old John Ashmead. Uh, 2016 winner Michael Bards had a strong uh, run this year until lap 24 when his R6's motor expired. Uh, pole sitter Frenchman Valentine Debees led early until a crash put him out of the race. He was kind of pretty hard damaged on that, had to get flown back to uh, France. I think a compression of the vertebr- third vertebrae or something. Anyway, uh, that left Danny Eslick to run away with the win, uh, which makes four victories at the 200 for Danny Eslick. Uh, Corey West would claim runner-up with Robert 
uh, excuse me, Robertino Pieri uh, claiming third on the last lap from uh, just on the last lap from fourth place, Jeff May. Eslick uh, took home 25 grand for his efforts. That's not bad, you know, 20 grand for second place, 15 for third. And uh, Jeff May just got squeezed out and stuck with 12.5. So if any of these guys owe you money, uh, good time to call them. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what were those names again? <laughs> uh, race paid all the way to 40th place, up to uh, 1300 bucks at the end there. But. Yeah, it was a good time. One of my friends raced out Daytona with his TZ250 way back in the day. Huh. Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, they started NASCAR out there, right? But they were on the sand out on the beach, weren't they? Uh, way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, not since. The Maybe. bikes have been on course in 61, and I think the cars went over in 59 to the uh, oval. Hmm. The tri-oval, as they like to call it down there. Hmm. So I got super cross, too, but I thought, what do you think? One more music between them? Oh, you want to hear some more music? Yeah, I'm down with some tunes. How about you? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I mean, you can just ramble on to the Gateway of the West. Saint There's Louis. a couple oh, things I can't live without. Radio, and I'm cold getting paid because Rick said so. Make the 
no lugar como de la casa, hay no lugar como con la casa. Sugar Ray, Speed Home, California. Is that who that was? That's exactly who that was. Yes. <coughs> and before that, I had <laughs> LL Cool J. I can't live without my radio. That's from '85. Really? That's some vintage. Thirty. <laughs> 33 years old? Fuck. That was some shit, man. LL Cool J music is 33 years old. I'm pulling it out old. for you folks. Look wow. at me. I'm Digging a, deep. I'm insane. Digging deep for the I'm, listeners. I'm going like crazy. Like It's like out of control crazy. And if you know where to get us on mutinyradio.fm, you get us for free. And uh, we're always happy for a donation. But if you want to pay for the FTW show, we have actually made it onto iTunes. Crazy, huh? right? One of the guys on the station made this all happen. I was at the station meeting a couple weeks ago. Have you checked it? Uh, I don't know how to do iTunes. I'm kind of uh, not that guy. <laughs> anyway, they put together a, a, a package where it's on the air and uh, available. It could be, uh, I suppose, purchased. I don't know. Maybe we're under the freebie uh, bargain counter. But Mutiny Radio is in uh, on iTunes. So it, ultimately, their whole catalog is available there. What? All the way back to the Wild Bill and Paul days and Michelle and... 
The really? whole oh yeah, oh yeah, oh that's fantastic. I believe yeah. the whole list should be on there. I don't know, maybe it's just only the well, most recent shows. Well, it's not. You can go to the mutinyradio.fm. The more and you important, the more modern times. Download each one separate. It won't upload it automatically, but you can still get them, and you can uh, you can download them yourself. Hmm. I keep them on my phone. They're actually in my lineup on my uh... <laughs> right <laughs> off mutiny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I'll just I'll pull up the show during like the next day or something like if I'm not working I'll be at home like doing dishes or something so I'll pull up the show and play it on my phone and as I'm playing it I'll download it at the same time it takes like five ten minutes something like that because I got slow slow internet but whatever mm-hmm. Wi-Fi boom yeah. boom bada bang boom then it's in the phone and it goes right into my playlist so like fucking I'll have my playlist on fucking on a on uh, what's that one? You know, with the arrows crossing each other instead of going in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, arrow thingy guy. <laughs> I lost the word. For I'm, I'm that guy. Trust me with computers. I am not the computer guru of the, of of the So it mixes show. up all your tunes, right? So but I can't right. answer the phone if you want to call us. 415-550-0511. No, actually you can't. It took you two tries to get Gail on the phone last week when it was ringing. <laughs> And then you talk to her, and you <laughs> we had a nice chat, and then like five minutes, to go. you're like, I got, I got to get back on the air. I got to go. Bye, Gail. <laughs> she'll just keep talking. Oh, you, you do have to cut her off eventually. She she's a lovely she's, lady, but she thinks she's on the radio. I, I yeah. Oh yeah, she she's she's completely overgored. She should have gone to St. Louis this weekend. Is what she should have done. I think she's probably drinking two or three bottles of wine a day. I mean, she's probably a lot of fun, honestly. I'm sure she's a sweet lady. But yeah. Hell yeah. I told her, come on down to the station. She lives in San Francisco. Yeah, she is in the neighborhood. You can have your own show, Pam. She doesn't even listen to the station. I don't think she, <laughs> she got the number from somebody, so now she calls it all the time. She'd probably be afraid of the internet that the government is listening. She's one of those deeply dis- mistrusting with the government. I which so. I can't blame her on that one. No, we've talked about this just recently. Some of the older shows, dude, because Paul got into it with her at one point because she was she was talking about something and he was like, "So do you ride a motorcycle?" And she's like. Oh no! I saw a guy one time. He was. <laughs> and I guess he like, slid, it slid out and he smacked into the curb and it cracked his head open or something before Ooh. the helmet laws or some shit. And she's like, "Yeah, I wouldn't get on one of those things." And he's like, "You realize you're calling it a motorcycle show, right?" <laughs> <laughs> we're tracking your address as we speak. <laughs> so from then on, Paul would nits. He was like, "No, we're not. We're not taking calls. You'd start rattling off. Here we are, five five zero. Oh, here five one one. And he's like." Shh. We're not answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Well, that's great. It must have been during my absence. Uh, so, uh, uh, Supercross went down this weekend. St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, there's more? Oh, you kidding? I could go on all fucking night. Well, it is only like 9.09. This is when the race report usually starts. I'm, I hope you got some race report for us. Oh, man. I can get wax poetic for a while, pal. The gateway to the West, St. Louis. <laughs> poetic. St. Louis. <laughs> played host to the Supercross Saturday. A packed house greeted competitors to a St. Paddy's Day race. And 450 action points leader Jason Anderson uh, jumped his... Husqvarna to a quick start, but could only watch as the green cowie, the green cowie of Eli Tobak motored away. Eli Tobak was on fucking fire the other night. Uh, was he? St. Pat must have thrown some golden luck Eli's way uh, because he left everyone. I mean, fucking everyone. Um, they're timing it out now. I think it's a 20-minute race or something like that. So by the eight-minute mark, he was 10 seconds ahead, and he ended up winning by over 20 seconds. And that's an eternity in a motocross race. It, 
dude's badass. Fucking A, man. He was on fucking fire. Uh, Jason Anderson uh, rode his Husky to second, uh, which is fine with him because he does have the points lead and he's leading substantially. Uh, Mar- Marvin Musquin rounded out the podium. Uh, last week's winner, Justin Brayton, collected fourth. Anderson added two points to his lead to now over 42 points over Musquin. Yep. 246 points. He's pretty much got the thing wrapped. Well, I wouldn't say wrapped up, but he's got a very comfortable lead. It's looking good for Jason Anderson. Uh, 250 action. Husky rider Zach Osborne leaped to an early lead, but Austin Fortner jumped a quad and led by lap laps one completion. Uh, his lead would not last as he dropped his bike and resumed, ended up in fifth place. Uh, Fork, as the buddies call him, Forkner, uh, Fork would also go down with another rider and finish sixth. Osborne would go on to the win with Jeremy Martin on a Honda uh, second place and Jordan Smith on a KTM third. Lovely, isn't it? <laughs> it makes me think there's like palm trees around I'm the corner. So, I'm is this so herb? Like, I'm so like, de- oh yeah. Is this herb? Wow, you're in the groove, bro. Give it to go. You're on fire. <laughs> I'm so like on a beach somewhere, fucking barefoot, dancing in club, drunk, dude, suntan. Jorge, Jorge. My closet three Jorge by the sea. <laughs> I would come visit you and, and like wait for dark because it might taste you white skin. Sunburns! But if there's palm trees. straw hats I make myself every fucking week, I make a new one. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a Jimmy Buffett commercial or something. That sounds great. I'm feeling all good about this, man. Awesome. Yeah, this her album is called Freight Train Joe. <laughs> Some of the racing looked like a free trade out there. I make this shit up. <laughs> um, takeaways from St. Louis Supercross. Uh, 450, Jason Anderson's got the best chance. Uh, Marvin Musquin will take runner-up, barring any bad luck uh, between those two. 250 East, uh, Zach Osborne is back on track as he defends his number one plate. He's now got an eight-point lead over uh, Forkner. So looking good for him. So that is St. Louis. Now, next we have MotoGP, and I th- we might want to just really go into a song or two before I really dive deep and go crazy you on wanna, that one. You want to go there? You want to go I th- there? I think so. I think so. We're rolling good with the music. It kind of breaks up the whole, you know, not all the tuners tune out. You know, well, both of them don't tune out at once. You know, it's kind of good that way. We can track you. We can see who's listening right now. Okay, not really. I heard we should get like 800 hits a month, though. I was kind of surprised by that. So, hey, maybe we'll get like, I don't know. 804 this month. Wouldn't that be hot? We're going to get like thousands. Thousands. It's going to be insane. We're going to be rich and famous. It's going to be insane. No such thing as insane. You don't even know. You think you know, but you don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Try me.
Yowza. is right, man. That was Helmet, dude. Fuck yeah, it was. That was my fucking Helmet, dude. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what you wanted. Jump Before on. that was the new American wave of fucking Dropkick Murphys. Really? Yes. Good shit, bro. Yeah, it was kind of lively. I didn't know we were going to have much more than that, so I was kind of ready to end the show right there, but we still got some time. You still got some report. I got lots of reporting to do. Yeah. What? Oh, yes. It was the big weekend that begins with MotoGP start of their season. That's huge for a lot of us motorcycle fan racing. And uh, it proved to be a very good race. Uh, It was a great time out there. Uh, The Qatar. 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 Uh, Circuit. uh, uh, Low Sal Circuit is uh, located in Qatar. And uh, it was a roasty toasty, 87 degrees. Uh, it wasn't that uh, hot as expe- I expected it. But anyway, they were the cir- uh, the the big the uh, main race under the lights. But uh, the earlier races, uh, Moto Three uh, took off late afternoon with the sun still up. Uh, that kicked off uh, the race competition in the desert that this weekend. Uh, Jorge Martin hole shotted the pack and started to pull a seven bike lead early. Uh, he was able to hold off other riders for a while as slip streaming is key in the small bike classes. Uh, Aaron Kinnett was able to move close to Martin and make it a two man race with a seven rider battle for third. If you've ever watched one of these races, it is a bumblebee pack out there constantly drafting back and forth. It's been that way for 
decades and it's great shit to check out uh you could open a walmart between the lead duo and the rest of the pack that was kind of surprising that these guys get that far ahead uh it all came down to the last lap and eric connect could not slipstream jorge martin and settled for second place uh lorenzo uh, that left Eric Canet for second, uh, uh, and Lorenzo Dalla Porta would round out the podium there. Uh, John McPhee and Ania Bastiani both crashed out. They were both uh, title contender, uh, contenders last year. Um, top four riders all on Hondas. So that was Moto3. Moto2. Uh, Moto3. What's the difference between Moto3 and Moto2? Moto3 is just the line of 300cc twins, and Moto2 is 600 four cylinders at the moment, and they're all Hondas. They're a sealed. You're given a Honda motor. It's supposed to be sealed, and you race. I think there's like five motors for the season or something like that, but uh, everybody has a Honda motor in the 600 class, or the, uh, the Moto2 class. They are. They get five motors for the for the season. Yeah. Is it like an invite only, or can anybody just say, "Hey, give me some engines"? Uh oh, uh, they're they're looking for manufacturers. Like uh, I think Kalex makes a bike. There's a bunch of different manufacturers that came out with uh, different ideas, but it's all just turned into twin spar frames. Uh, you know, nothing radical. All, they're all telescopic forks. Uh, there might be a single sided swing arm out there, but for the most part pretty standard you know stuff what most of the manufacturers sell but race only you know so it's really lightweight you know right carbon fiber where they can there's some cool shit out so there so it's all chain drive or are they doing any uh shaft drives or nah shaft drive eats up a little bit of horsepower so that everything's chain so they all run like big bikes used to run like 630s like your harley would probably run a 630 on the street if it was chain drive um if you had a 750 or bigger bike you had a 630 what did I just say 630 so now they run 520 chains and they eat up chains faster but they're lighter chains and you get aluminum sprockets and everything's like really lightweight so hmm. but it's a strong enough chain to handle a 600 or even a 1000 these days you know so at least yeah. for a couple a race or two I think that's what I got on the XR <laughs> oh is that right it's a good size chain yeah yeah 520 is hey. even a little bit smaller than that yeah so what do you got on your dirt bike uh, I believe that's a 530 yeah, there you go. I ride a dirt bike. I just replaced that a couple of years ago. Uh, you haven't had it a couple of years, have you? I have. How many times I have. Have you I got it? rid of the 500. Oh, I got yeah. out four times last year. Fuck, I'm embarrassed. You should be. But I need to get out. I need I need to go out for a ride. I, I'm, I'm due, but I need to do some work on the beast. But anyway, uh, Dusks was setting in. as Alex Marquez had a great view of Francesca Bagnaia uh, with Lorenzo Baldessari uh, giving chase. Uh, Marquez... Gave trace to those guys. Wow, I fucked that up. Uh, Bagnaya was uh, led the whole thing until the last lap when Baldessari briefly led. Uh, Bagnaya retook the lead and uh, the 25 points to start the 2018 season, Moto2 season. Uh, Marquez survived running 